Thank you for listening to the Woke Up podcast. This week, we spoke to Mary Adeyemi. There were so many important points that she raised in this episode. We hope you enjoy it. And as always, hashtag WokeUpPod and let us know what you think about this episode. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon, good morning and good evening. Hope you guys are doing fantastic. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, you are all welcome to the WokeUpPodcast. Welcome. So it's been such a pleasure, and we've been doing this Black Disruptor series for so long now. And um, we didn't plan for it to kind of extend to this point, but actually, we're loving it and having fun talking yeah. to various inspiring women from um, women um, like execs in corporate spaces to women who are killing it in the investment space and also killing it in the startup space as well. Um, we love, love, love it. And today, we have an amazing woman. I'm, I'm always inspired um, by all the things that she does and also the fact that she's able to balance her, um, her work in the corporate space as well as um, you know developing her startup called visibility and actually visibility has been featured on sky sky so if you I'm, I'm sure like mary will talk more more about herself but without further ado let me introduce to you mary so mary do you want to talk to us about who you are um, and introduce you, um, yourself to our audience Hello, hello. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, this is uh, a, a real honor. I love the work that you're doing. So it's great to have a little little piece of just be part of a little piece of it. Um, but no, really awesome stuff. Thanks for having me. Um, hmm, um, who am I? So I think I usually say I am a passionate, purposeful and people oriented um person woman i guess um and i you know i just i just have the awesome pleasure of being able to do that like you know exhibit those th- those three those traits whether within my work um as a banker i'm a risk manager by profession um, well i'm an accountant by profession actually but I, I i work as a risk manager and i have done for the last 14 years give or take um and then yeah like i just i just love all things that have to do with um with people people development and just growing just seeing someone just seeing like the light bulb moment i think i kind of i probably live for those moments whenever people just get it i'm like yes um, then now, now the world opens up. And so um, alongside my day job where I really get to interact with a lot of really smart, amazing investment bankers and, um, you know, people in the finance world and, and lots of really amazing clients. I also do a lot of, um, a lot of people development, uh, a lot of training, coaching, recruitment. Um, I'm very, very active in the whole, I guess, in the context of living in the UK, in the diversity and inclusion space, being a black woman in finance. Um, it kind of comes, it kind of a little bit comes with the territory in some ways. Um, so I've kind of enjoyed that. Um, I'm Nigerian by birth, grew up. Um, Nigerians are always everywhere. Love it. Um, grew up, grew up there. Actually, I moved to this country when I was 16. So I, I spent most of my my years. At, well, not most, but um, the the earlier part of my formative years, definitely in Nigeria during school, and then I moved here just around um, just prior to uni. Um, and yeah, so um, what else? What else? What else? Um, Hmm. I'm just thinking, what else can I add to the mix? Um, oh yeah, philanthropy, that's also a huge part of my life. Um, just, I guess, 
always finding ways to be part of the change um, and, you know, solving, just, you know, being someone who's kind of very solution oriented and wherever I am, whether it's my church community or, um, or the workplace or just whatever, just causes that I, that I love. So, you know, whether it's giving money, volunteering or just doing the best that I can. Um, and I actually have like now a bit of a formal hat with that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm the CEO, so Chief Operating Officer for a charity in Nigeria called Fidelis Foundation. It's, um, it's a family owned charity. So it's one that we started when my dad passed um, uh, two years ago, a year, a year and a half ago. And so we launched a foundation in his memory on the first year anniversary of his passing. And so the work that we do is um, again, really around helping, I guess, encouraging and facilitating um, academic progression really. So whether it's um, with young kids, we, we, we have a big focus on young kids with, with disabilities. So we, we spend a lot of time working with um, children in the blind and deaf school um, and, and also children that are going, that have various, I guess, physical, what we call abnormalities, or I guess that, you know, they're just differently able children. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we do a lot of um, really good work there. And then moving on to then supporting adults, I guess more like youth into adults um, for those who are part of that big, very wide unemployment group in, in, in Nigeria. We spend a lot of time there kind of helping them, you know, you know, if the formal system doesn't work, then we, we try to get them into like vocational training and just other ways where they can kind of get um, self-sufficiency um, and just, you know, just, you know, move, move themselves and their families forward in any way, in any way possible. Um, I think I, we realize through the work that we do, like we cannot rely on the government to kind of help anyone. And so actually the private sector needs to step in in whatever way possible to kind of help people. So, yeah, so I think lots of various, um, lots of various, various tenants and stuff. But yeah, but I think, as I always say, like for me, it's about, um, it's about passion, it's about purpose, um, and it's just about people. Yeah. Generally, in those, somewhere in that mix of all of that. Love that, love that. What you, what you do sounds purposeful and amazing, and actually is very inspiring, and really brings a tear to my eye, because actually, I can relate to um, you know your dad passing and trying to you know continue to um, live um, build on his legacy that he's actually left behind. So um, you know, kudos to you and amazing work to you um, for actually turning something that may have become you know something that's not very good for for you personally and turning that into an opportunity and also and not just yourself for an opportunity for um, an opportunity for um, you know. You know for others as well you know my brother is deaf he's got he's got he does, can't hear without um cochlear implants i don't talk about this much but you know his development at school or his development in education is completely different and actually sometimes people just don't know what to do yeah. with him don't know how to help him um he's just as smart <laughs> as yeah. his his mates but um people just don't understand his condition um and so it requires a lot of like training and knowledge and actually information so thank you so much for that and didn't actually know that you did that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really encouraging actually um yeah oh awesome oh wow gosh 
<laughs> yeah, so thank, thank you so much for your work there. So um, we obviously we've, we've got to know you a little bit more about what you do and things like that. We like to um, put a spin in the, in the, in the works and we want to actually do some fire questions, some icebreaker questions um, to get to know you. So I'm going to hand over to Laulu. So Laulu is going to lead us in that. Yes. So you mentioned that you enjoy exercise. What's your favorite way to exercise? Weightlifting. Nice. If you could write a book, what genre would you write it about? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would still be personal. I think it would be people development. I think my brain naturally works in that way. So it would be like self-help type kind of thing. Nice. Um, what is your favorite perfume scent? Oh, um, now I forget the name. <laughs> But it's a Yves Saint Laurent. It's a black bottle with a silver cap. I don't remember the Ooh. name. I think it's called Opium. Yeah, I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, love it. Like I probably, it, it lasts so long because I think I buy everything else around it. And then I always have that bottle. And every time I fly through duty-free, well, pre-COVID, <laughs> I always have a large bottle and it lasts me like, I don't know how many years. Um, and I, I, I actually have that because I don't know, I think it was, a, it was something similar I bought for my dad and I just loved it. And then now I think, I think I just have it because it reminds me so much of him. Um, uh, yeah. But I probably use it less for that same reason because every time I do, I, rem I remember him so much. Like it's just, it's a bit much like emotional. It's, it's potent. But yeah, it's, it's a staple. Uh, coffee or tea or neither? Oof. Why? <laughs> it's a weird I'm, I'm probably I'm, I don't think I lean into any camp um, I'm getting more into coffees these days um, actually but not because of the whole like I want to stay awake thing I think I'm just starting to get the taste of it um, but yeah but coffee coffee in the morning tea at night I think it's probably more the the mix for me nice um, are you an early bird or a night owl Night owl, I hate more. I can, let me not, let me not. But I cannot stand mornings. In fact, I have a bath. I have a, a house slippers that says I don't do mornings. Like I literally <laughs> don't. Do. I'm so nocturnal. I think is what they call it. Right. Uh, thing is like zero until like five p.m. and then suddenly I'm like, <laughs> and all my energy comes and I just start doing everything literally in the hours um, of like six to two in the morning. That's when you get the best out of me. So yeah, if I could flip, I'm one of those people. Like if I could flip my hours completely and start work like later, it would be perfect. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Ooh, I'm not. I'm not much of a trend person. I'm actually a super classic girl. Okay. It's a difficult question for me to answer because I've never okay. followed trends. Um, I've actually almost um, not even um, not even knowingly, but I think I just. I see things and I'm like, nah. So every time things came out, I just never, I never follow trends. Like for me, it has to be something that can really stand the test of time. So I'm a super classic girl. So, um, nah, um, yeah, nah, <laughs> nothing comes to mind. <laughs> um, and if you drive or you might not, and you might just have good taste in cars, like what is your favorite type of car or uh, what would you call it? Brand of car? It would be a Mercedes. Um, it would be a convertible. Uh, and it would be black with red interiors, which is exactly the car I drive now. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you got my dream car. 
when I turned 30, I was like, what would I like? Treat yourself. Um, and I got the car that like, I, would, I would love exactly in the same format. I drove all the way to like Liverpool or something to go and pick it up. Like it was very like, yeah, it was a whole process. Um, <laughs> but if I was not driving this, I don't know, maybe I'll still probably get like, uh, I don't know. I don't think it would be anything vintage. I think it would still be something quite new age, probably still a Mercedes or maybe a four wheeler maybe but nice. I, 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 I like I like I like the car I drive right now so I'm happy okay okay so now that you guys have gotten to know Mary a little bit more we're gonna go into our questions that we have been asking every person that's been on the disruptor series um, a lot of the time what we found is that through asking the same questions people have different stories to tell and it's always really really um, refreshing to hear different insights so Oyin do you want to start with the first question okay so what did your life look like three to five years ago um you can tell us your story you can give us a bit more about um insight to who you are um and what was your what was your aha moment or your catalyst for change so what what was it that kind of woke you up and thought okay I actually need to do something about it because you speak about your people purpose and um people purpose and there's one more thing i can't remember what passion, passion. people pr purpose and passion um type of person so what was that aha moment um that got you to think actually this is my mantra this is who i am um, hmm. my aha moment probably came i don't i don't know if i had one um actually maybe but I guess, well, maybe let me, let me, let me take a step back and maybe we'll walk toward the aha moment really quickly, um, is that I think everything that I do now formally, I've always done. I just didn't have a name for it. It's always been sort of innately there. I've always done. I don't think I'm doing anything different. Um, even I, I think about, you know, in high school or at uni or what, I was always the one that people came to like help with coursework or whatever. I was always like a teacher trainer coach kind of character um but i just didn't have the the, the language to you know, i just knew that was something that i did i didn't even know it was something i liked i just think it was just something that i just did and i just thought it was it was normal and everybody did it um and then later I realized actually you know that you know there are things you do that you think are normal but they're actually giftings and they're you know they're, they're things that are unique and special about you but you don't realize it in the moment i think it's sort of you know something along those lines um you know, and then, you know, I think it's just something that I've always cultivated, um, whether intentionally or not, but just something I've always cultivated. And even when I went into into uh, the world of work, I would always, I would do the work, which I enjoyed, but I always felt like if I wasn't doing a lot of the people stuff, um, the recruitment, the mentoring, the, this, I just always felt very, um, I felt like I wasn't completing what I was supposed to be doing. I felt there was something missing. But once I found a project along those lines, I was like super engaged and it made me a lot more, um, it made me deliver better at work. Mm -hmm. So even if it took up a lot of time, I think it just fueled me with a lot of energy and then I was able to then express that energy into other things as well. And so I think that kind of, you know, again, it took me a while to really give it a name, but you know, I, I realized that that was, so I was always looking for, one thing or the other to plug myself into and to be part of and you know and it helped me build my network it helped me build my confidence um 
as well. And yeah, so I think to the first question, I guess three to five years ago, I don't know that my life looked that different to be frank. Um, I think it was more, the things that probably stand out to me three to five years ago was um, maybe a sense of feeling stuck um, mm -hmm. in place. So I, was, I felt like I was doing, quote unquote, doing well, um, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really doing well. Mm. That makes sense. So the you know the people see when they say well, you know I was working for another um, invest, large investment bank. So the optics look like everything is in place, but you know I felt like I was um, I felt like I was chained to the company that I was in, and I just didn't feel confident to leave. So I had been there for quite a long time. And even though I knew like I could I could leave the place, I could add value elsewhere. I just felt like I was literally in quicksand and I couldn't move. Um, mm -hmm. But there was a there was a bit of a, either like averseness to change, which probably kept me there longer than um, you know longer than my you know my loyalty to my growth required. I I, I should have moved on way earlier, but I I kind of didn't. But you know that's besides the point. Um, and then also. Um, like find like in terms of like being more forward thinking, I, I wasn't so much. And probably because I didn't have the flexibility to, I had made a lot of bad financial decisions for quite some time. And so, you know, unfortunately, I, you know, I say now, <laughs> you know, live in a way that you can have options, but it took me a while to get to a place where I could live so I could have options. You know, you, when you make decisions and you get stuck, you realize, you know, if I wanted, I, you know, I couldn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to quit my job because, well, <laughs> well, who's going to pay the bill and all of that kind of stuff. So I think um, those are some of the things like three to five years ago, it felt like this, it looked, things looked good on the outside, but the truth of it for me was that I felt like I was stuck in a place either because of my fears or because of decisions that I had made in the past that were now locking me down. Um, and so fast forward to now, a lot of the work that I have been doing is really about getting unstuck. Mm -hmm. um, has been a major element of my of my whole journey within the last few years. That sounds like a book title. Is getting unstuck. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, it might be. You know, hey, <laughs> that self help book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my like my a lot of my journey has just been about getting unstuck. Just mm -hmm. you know, really thinking about you know what you know what would I. What would, what would my ideal life be? I'm not that pie in the sky ideal life. I think sometimes when we do that process, they're like, oh, close your eyes and dream, 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 dream. And like sometimes that's, that in itself is just, is not, is not reality, right? Um, but just more like, what would my ideal simple life be? Um, and, and where am I now and how do I get there? So whether it is, you know, clearing up all of my debt, buying my first property, um, you know, you know, diversifying, changing roles, doing other things, um, and actually doing things that scared me. Um, mm. That was another thing that I wanted to, I knew, I knew like I, I wasn't really doing things that scared me. I actually did a lot of things that were well within my scope mm. of comfort. Then mm. uh, it looks to people that things are going well. And if you're a really highly skilled person, a lot of things you do will be easy for you, but it might look challenging for others, but you know, you, you alone are the judge of whether you are living in or out of your comfort zone. 
Yeah. No one can tell you that because you because it, it all depends on your skill and your own your own aptitude and abilities, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so I think yeah, that was that's probably been my my journey for for the last three to five years is just getting unstuck and um and 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 finding courage in my in my voice and my convictions. Okay. I was saying to my mom the other day, like when I was in high school, I went to a girls' high school, almost a finishing school type kind of organization, and I remember that we used to say in assembly there were a few mantras that we used to be told um that you know um women are seen but not heard Mm. um and we used to be told um there were a couple other things that we used to be told definitely women are seen and not heard or speak when you're being spoken to stuff like that Mm -hmm. and those are things that are like they seem really harmless but they're subliminal messages and you yeah. never know at what point in your life they, you know, they, they begin to manifest. And so I think I had spent a lot of my time having opinions, but being voiceless. Right. So I had learned the act of having an opinion, but just being like, well, but who cares? Like, who cares what I think? Like, you know, what does that matter? And as the world migrated into a place where, no, actually the most important thing you can have is your opinion. Mm-hmm. and your voice like the courage enough to voice that opinion um even in a space where you know everything is more social people can way more people can challenge that opinion than mm-hmm. they could a few years ago but mm-hmm. that's the most important thing you can do that's the most important mark you can leave is you know what what is your view on something um and how could that you know, that view potentially change someone else's mind or move something forward. So I think that has been, yeah. So if I was to summarize all the things that I just said, it would be my, in the last three to five years, it's been basically a transition, you know, from, you know, being unstuck. It's just basically get, get, getting unstuck from where That's I was. Come on, Matt. Um, so yeah, so it's been, a tra- it's been a journey of getting unstuck and really finding my voice like living living in my voice and my authenticity um and just getting comfortable and i think i realized that the most power you can have is just living your own truth and just living living authentically there's no there's no greater influence like it doesn't really matter if you achieve everything you if you seem to achieve everything you want to achieve but there's no story behind it or there's no um, or you weren't truly yourself in that process, it's just, it's just a shame because you would get to the end and it wouldn't be as satisfying. And so my whole thing about is just kind of living out loud and living as authentically as I can. And um, yeah, just really just only caring what I think um, more than less so what other people think. So hopefully that was a very long winded. But it was, it was really good. And I think it was, was nice and vulnerable. Um, I think sometimes as, as women, um, who may be doing amazing things, um, we kind of share that one-sided story, the single story of ourselves. We share the iceberg, you know, the iceberg, we, 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 we share the top, but we don't share the process. And I think, yeah. you know, one of the things that we want to achieve with this um, podcast is actually to go through the process of successful women or women who are doing amazing things in their spaces and inspiring women. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Because as you said, it's so easy for us to see, okay, Mary is an exec in this bank, or you know, Mary is doing this visibility. Mary is a CEO of this of this um, NGO in Nigeria, but we actually don't see what's going on inside. Um, I really strongly believe that we can only prosper just as our soul and just as our internal being prospers. Um, and so, 
um, I just want to kind of also add to kind of what you said about, you know, making sure that we're being on stock. And actually that, you know, being on stock also comes with conversations, vulnerable conversations with trusted people, with trusted community, and knowing that we don't have to do things by ourselves. If, you know, I was speaking to a friend earlier on and she was asking me, how are you? How are you doing? And I, and I said to her, you know, I'm fine, but, I, but at the moment I actually don't know how I feel. And I don't know whether I need to speak to how I to speak to someone about how I feel. And she's like, actually, no, you, we can have conversations even if we don't know. Um, sometimes we can be such perfections, especially as entrepreneurs or people who have, you know, who are multi-hyphenate people. We think we have to have it perfect at all times. We think sometimes we can't feel the fear and it's, it's wrong for us to feel the fear. Um, we talk about feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Um, but we don't talk about the process of that moving from feeling the fear and doing it anyway, um, and that, that messy in between. Um, and so thank you, because that showed, showed us that. My team, I mean, in fact, when I, as I put my team together, I always say to people, I said, look, expect tears. Expect mm. lots of tears from me. Like, I, I need people in my, in my, around me that can deal with the breakdowns. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, I just need people to just be like, okay like it's part of the process don't freak out just because it will come and like i I need to be i need to have people around me that i can go through go go this journey with but also cry like you know cry with so we had a zoom call like a month ago i just remember seeing that just thinking i'm so tired and that was all i just kept on saying to them like i'm so tired i'm so tired like i'm mentally tired and stuff and and it was great like because it you know it was super vulnerable they could all see that i was just like you know exhausted um because like COVID has been such a busy time for me like even at work I'm a risk manager so I, you know in times like this in you know default scenarios my work actually gets 10 times harder mm-hmm. um, it was also a space where like people felt um oh you have all this we now have all this free time let's start doing like weekly zoom calls and <laughs> webinars and I'm like listen <laughs> I don't know what world you're living in but in my world I don't, I barely have any time for myself. So I think the combination of everything just made, um, there are certain points of lockdown that just became really, really challenging. Mm. And yeah, and I, I just, I, I just realized like the importance of just having people around you where you can actually just go, I am tired guys. I am tired. And this is what I need from you. And this is, this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm not getting. I need you guys to step up. And I just remember having that conversation and like the week after they all just like stepped in and just took all over like a ton of things that I've been working on by myself um, just to kind of give me a little bit of space and help. So yeah, so, so mm-hmm. important to have, um, to have people that challenge you. Yes. But people that can literally be like support when, when it's needed, like the journey is, is hard, frankly. Um, so yeah, very, very key. And I think it's so funny that, you know, oftentimes, especially um, entrepreneur and entrepreneurs and people who are building um, careers for themselves we talk a lot about the people who can um, challenge us and push us and tell us to keep going and blah 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 we, but we the other side of it is like the support systems that actually help you to stay at the top of your game help you to stay on your a game yeah. we don't talk about that a lot and it's so true you need both because yeah. I don't think you can do much without both of those sort of people in your in just your network, people who support you and people who are pushing you at the same time. Yeah. 
I mean, dare I say, you probably need the support more than anything. Like, <laughs> like you're generally self-starters, but that means you naturally are self-starting. You naturally mm-hmm. see problems and you naturally think about solutions. Mm-hmm. Your innate, your what is inside of you would wake up and push you. That that would be your motivator. Your greatest motivator, and I'm sure you can attest, will always be yourself. Yeah. Um, but it's that support. Sometimes you cannot help yourself. You can mm. push yourself, but you can't help yourself sometimes. And that's the, the challenge is just, um, yeah, like I always feel like actually what I need the most is those people who like actually get to see the stuff that no one else sees. Like that's mm. the key. Um, and being able to just act the absolute fool um, and just like just bear it all and say, this is where I am and talk about how I want to quit and how I, why did I even start this in the first place? Like who told me? <laughs> Like who told me? Just actually having those moments and saying, like, I mean, which, what were you doing when I was coming up with this idea? Why were you not telling me, like, stop this? Don't. Do this. don't <laughs> but then if they had told you, then you'd have told them that they're haters. <laughs> true, exactly. This is what I'm saying. You would drive yourself, like, entrepreneur. You would. You're stuck on your idea. You're like, I'm gonna go. Um, but then it's those moments of women saying like, yeah, well, listen, you're in it now. So yeah, when we're done with dinner, go and get on with what you need to do. But okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I think those are, those are the most special, those are the most special moments actually. Um, yeah. So what would you say are the things that have dramatically changed your life outcomes? This could be habits, practices, beliefs. Like what are those things that have actually changed the way that you experience life, the, the way even that you achieve success for yourself? Um, I think, I think mindset is a huge element of that. Um, and I don't know that it is, I don't know that it, the, the answer to, my, to your question is that what has changed it but perhaps what continues to help it evolve. I don't think like you ever, I don't think you ever sort of go from, oh, I was here, I'm now completely there. It's never <laughs> that it's always it's always a continuum and a bit of a journey. Um, so I think for me, again, just thinking through the whole process of getting unstuck, it was about, okay, look, there are a few things here. You need to deal, you need to daily deal with your peers. Like you actually need to lean into um, bravery every day um, when you have, when you have quite, so I think again, it's that mindset of like, when something feels challenging, actually telling yourself, yeah, but it should be rather than saying it's challenging is actually saying no, but it's supposed to be. So Mm-hmm. Why, why, which, why are you surprised that it is it's supposed to be challenging so just go with it like you know it's almost like so just trying to make sure like I have realistic expectations of what I'm supposed to experience in every situation and mm-hmm. leaning into that so if I need to do something at work it feels tough I'm like yeah it's supposed to feel tough so let's go yeah. um, you know on the other side of it will be cool and, you know inside of it you will grow you will learn stuff um, and also leaning into learning as an outcome. That was a big right. So learning, learning itself being the outcome. Um, mm-hmm. In particular, maybe because of our, maybe as an as a Nigerian upbringing, you're used to results. The result is the outcome. So mm-hmm. I go to school, I get the degree. I go to, you know, I do X because I want to get Y. Um, but actually, 
when I look back on my journey, the results is great, but the process is actually where I've learned the most mm-hmm. um, and grown myself as a person, as a, as a professional, as a businesswoman. It's the process, as a friend, as someone, as a better person in a relationship, as a better daughter or, or better sister. It's the process that I've gone through. And so a lot of times now I do things actually just to enjoy the process of learning. Um, not just, oh, because, oh, I want to, I want to get to the, I want to get to this end results. So this is why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just like, actually, wouldn't it be interesting to do something on copywriting? Yeah. You know, I want to be a copywriter, but it would be an interesting thing to see how someone's brain works in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, doing something on, you know, there was a time I went to go and do a course on pole dancing. I mean, for God's sake, <laughs> like, if, I mean, it's, but it's not like I have a pole erected in my house or anything, but it was just like, I just thought it would be interesting. It would be a different way of exercising and challenging my body. Okay, let's go. Mm. Four weeks of it, I never went back, but I did it, right? <laughs> um, and I'm, I feel like I would have learned something through the process. So so I think for me, it's, um, you know, what are the things that have dramatically changed my life outcomes? Um, you know, definitely working on my mindset in different situations mm. um definitely making you know pursuing learning itself as a goal rather than just you know rather than the result of learning um and then you know i you know i'm, I'm christian i'm a person of faith that that's a that was a huge journey um you know i grew up christian so maybe not as transformational a journey as you know other people who grew up outside of the christian faith might have had but you know, there's something about saying you have this belief, but then there's something about really having that belief. Mm-hmm. They're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think really getting to a place where I'm like, you know what, I actually don't have to strive. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. really, and, and in the sense of being authentic and actually being able to live my truth, I think that was a huge, that was a big part of my journey was just like, you know what? the only thing that I have to do to be pleasing to God is to just exist. Like I yep. don't have to do anything else. Um, yep. And if I live in that, it means like the to-do lists are great, but if I close the book, it doesn't change anything. If I decide this one week, I'm not going to do nothing. It doesn't actually change. Like nothing dies. You know, mm. it doesn't change anything. Yes, we have to be good stewards to the giftings that we've been given. And so, and we have to like, you know, push forward and execute things and all that kind of good stuff. But that's more for us rather than for God. That's more for us, actually. Because yeah. if, we don't, if we don't do those things, he will find somebody else to do it. That's just quite simple. So you, I think what we learn in the process of, you know, partnering with with god is actually more about us and our growth and our development and finding our own place in the world um more than the fact that oh he necessarily needs you as a person um you just yeah. <laughs> um so that's just so i think for me it was about that it's just yeah so you know learning authenticity and just like mindset has been has been quite big um, but it's a it's a journey i don't think like i've arrived at all it's a daily thing like you you see you to see me uh, freak out and literally almost shiver when I'm trying to send certain emails like it's ridiculous it takes me hours to send one email because I read and read and overread and all of that stuff if I need to reach out to a guest to come on the show I panic um, mm. it's quite crazy so like you know it's an everyday 
thing where you just be like, actually, it's okay. Like, what's the worst they can say? No. That's <laughs> right. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Really, what's the worst that can happen? Like, this is not, you know, and, you know, just understanding, like, just rationalizing fear and anything that's irrational, just <laughs> tossing it away, really. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that answers that question. I love that. I love that. I can't add anything to that. I think <laughs> it, it's, especially what you said about learning as an outcome, that is, that mm. is, it's almost like you've brought language to something that I'm, I'm coming <laughs> in this season that actually, if you learn, that is equally as um, good as if you get results immediately, yeah. because the learning is what teaches you for next time. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't underplay that impact. Yeah. And I think even as business people, right, sometimes we're always like, oh, let me do this business because this is the thing that's going to blow. This is the thing that's going to blow. But actually, you put so much pressure on yourself um, where you could actually just be just experiencing the process of learning something new, upskilling yourself, doing something different. Mm. The journey I've had with visibility when I think about this, you know, is yes we're it's the out now we're you know we're really impacting lives and you know we're impacting the the, the little space of the world that we're in but me as a person like technically you know i've learned how to build websites i've learned how to use a thousand and one apps that (laughs) like seriously um you know i've i've learned how to email like a genius actually you know and you know do interviews and have phone calls and you know, there's been so many things in that whole journey that if I then ever decided, you know what, I'm actually going to close shop on visibility. Thank you. Thank you very much. I would never lose all that stuff that I've learned. Right. I can actually then go, I can put, and to be honest, and I say this when I coach people on CVs, I'm like, look, if I was ever looking for a role in, um, in CSR or DNI or, you know, something else compared to what I'm doing today, I will put visibility on my CV and I'll have enough mm. experiences like to put on as like a job, like basically saying I founded this thing, but this was my, my actual job every day was scheduling this, doing that. You know, there's so many things that you do in the process of owning, founding a business, owning, especially in those really early years before you, you have a whole team that it just makes, it makes the journey regardless of the outcome, it makes the journey of entrepreneurship and, and startups or whatever, um, just so rewarding. Um, and just such a huge, um, a, just a huge benefit to your life story. And so I think for me, like, that's one thing that I'll always encourage people, like, um, in the, in the process of thinking about whatever you want to start or do the, uh, yes, the outcome, the potential money, the potential fame, influence, whatever it is that, you know, you know, floats your boat. It's all, it's great to visualize that, but, you know, sometimes what might seem like a lower level target of just like learning could actually be like the best thing. Mm-hmm. And it would give you a lot of focus and a lot of, of drive um, and actually take you away from all the distractions because the world is very noisy at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. But if you can be grounded in just saying, you know what, I love what I do. I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about the, the potential influence I can have with this business and the lives that could be impacted by what I do. But I'm also very excited about how I can grow in this process. Yeah. Um, and like thinking through that, it's just, yeah, that's one thing. Like every, every day when I get super tired, irritated, I'm just like, you know what, this is tough, but I'm actually excited about the way that I'm growing. 
through this mm-hmm. process. And I, and I just think about that. And, and that makes me smile at the end of the day. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't take, I had 12 things on my to-do list. I didn't even take two. But I'm excited about the way, you know, I just tell myself I'm excited about the way that I'm growing today. I'm actually going to get a frame and put that thing up. Um, I always say to myself, I, I'm going to put it on my, my, my home office wall and just say, you know, today I am excited about the way that I, I grew. Um, and just, you know, just having that perspective, I think is really powerful. That's really good. I think, um, you know, as you were just speaking about the learning, I think, perspective is so important and even what you spoke about the to-do list perspective on everything is so important um and it connects back back to like mindset having a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset because someone with a fixed mindset would have that perfectionist thing as i ought i have to do this i ought to do this rather than i get to do it i get to learn i get to understand and personally you know one of the things for me because obviously this podcast is all about sharing our stories um, as entrepreneurs you know, personally for me, like, you know, since like the BBC feature that we had, which is, I'm so grateful for, you know, we've had a lot of influx of people, but then some of the things that um, I've learned in this short space of time, I don't think I would have learned without having that mindset of actually I'm learning, actually I'm learning how to, how to, <clears throat> excuse me, deal with different corporates, how to adapt, how to make sure that I'm speaking to different people in a different way and, and understanding what best works for who, because as human beings, that's, that, that should be the result. It's the learning. Um, the people that stay curious are the most successful people. The people that stay learning are the most successful people. Um, and also the people that never stop wanting to learn more about the next human being. You know, there's so much, even with, we're having this podcast, there's so much about Laulu, there's so much about you, Mary, that I don't know about, even if you talk to me every day, that if I stay curious, I'll learn more and I can actually understand more about um, what you have to bring to this world. And that's that's so unique and thank you again again for sharing that. i think i could just listen to you all day as usual <laughs> when i first met mary like mary's just you know when she says about people she actually is a people person i was just kind of shocked by her to be honest because um, we met at um the global yeah. Yeah, GSC, the GSC. and then like you know mary was like calling me she's like come and sit next to me and you know i went to the byp conference she's like i can see you behind i'm just thinking i've just met this woman and she's like wanted for me to sit next to her and she saved a seat for me and so 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 you know thank you for always putting your heart on your sleeve you know you get what you get with you and you know it's, it's fantastic okay so next question from me do you see yourself as successful if yes why if no why not yeah um yes i I do um and the i guess for me it's like i I mean i get to define success like what is success Mm -hmm. um you know i get to you know and that's part of the part of what i said before around you know mindset um and kind of calling the shots in my own life it's like i get to define success Mm -hmm. and so today success is sleeping i've been Mm -hmm. successful at doing that you know, if today it is rest, if, you know, if tomorrow it is gym, if tomorrow it is, you know, I need to do these five things, um, you know, then, you know, I get to define that and I get to define the pace and I refuse to allow somebody else set the pace for me. Oh, uh, good. And, and things that we're all here on different terms, like why do we think we're here on the same terms? Mm. You know, there's a contract with you and your creator, there's a contract. That's why we all have, we all live, we're all born differently on different days, different times. We're all born, we're all, we all die at different stages and different points, which means that we're all here on different terms. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so trying to live your life and compare and it's just so it's futile. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's sort of my mindset about it. And so I think in the context of the goals that I set for myself, mm-hmm. um, I have been successful at achieving those and I focus on them quite hard and I'll be successful at achieving those. So if I say, um, you know, in my career, where, where, where did I, I didn't even, I didn't even think I'll be a banker for this long, to be frank. Um, but over do you time, tell us your, do you want to tell us your full role so that people know who they're talking to? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm an executive director. I work at a, um, a, a global investment bank and um, I, I work in the, in the risk division. So basically, yeah. in, in really short terms, I am a lender. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I give large companies um, money to do strategic things. So whether it is um, acquisitions or just additional cash for liquidity and that type of thing. So I do a lot of analysis, a lot of, I have a lot of diligence conversations with CFOs, CEOs about like the strategy of their business and how the money that the bank is going to be providing would help them do that. Mm-hmm. And then we talk a lot about how they're going to eventually repay us that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and all the things that, 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 that come with that, you know, negotiating legal documents and all of that type of jazz. Um, it probably it probably is a lot more interesting than I'm like make it sound. I get to I get to spend a lot of time with very with different clients in different industries. Um, you know, companies that are everyday companies um, that everyone engages with. Some of them are my clients, which is quite interesting because we see them in the news, but I actually know the the story. Um, <laughs> you see something they've done, and I was actually part of the financing team that helped them do it, which is quite exciting. Um, and you know what I love about it the most is just the fact that it's super dynamic and I get to use a lot of the skills. Like I've always been someone who's been in finance. Um, I studied accounting and finance. I probably started doing accounting and the world of finance and business probably since I was 10. Um, so it's been a long time. So I think I, you know, I kind of went from one level to another and then did a degree and then became an accountant and all that kind of stuff. So I get to use all of those skills um, that I have, but then I, every day I learn about something super interesting and, and different. I, I engage with a company that I've never heard of before. Like every, every other month I hear about a company that I never even knew existed. And that's just, it's amazing when you see what people are doing in the entrepreneurial space and just in the business world is, is quite cool. Um, so yeah, so I think in the context of you know, how I wanted to grow within the sector, I think I've been able to do okay there. Um, mm-hmm. People ask me certain questions, and that's what I mean by about setting your own pace. People ask me questions about, oh, what's the next phase? Well, the next phase in my role is becoming an MD. And people say, oh, do you want to be an MD? And I'm like, I don't think so. You know, mm-hmm. and I say that, I'm like, and people are shocked. And I'm like, no, I just, I just don't know that I, I feel like this is probably, it feels to me like this is the extent of my passion. Mm. for that it doesn't mean again i give myself flexibility doesn't mean it's not going to change but right Mm -hmm. now i just feel like hmm, am i willing when i look at my boss's role do i want his job i'm not sure Mm -hmm. i think that's how i set things for myself it's like you know it feels like the natural progression but really for me is it Mm. yeah i just try to set my pace that way like i feel like i would Oh, this is going to be on a podcast. I should be quite careful. I feel like I would um, live more in my truth or do better if I took everything that I've learned today but went into something quite different. I feel like I would 
that will be my next best phase rather than just like pushing to become MD. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's at least like for me, like how it feels right now, you know, would I in a few years feel more motivated to do that? I don't know. And I, you know, it was just an honest conversation I had and I said, you know, I would rather be growing visibility and all of its pillars and doing the work that we do. I'd rather invest my time doing that than invest my time in the office politics of making MD. Mm. So right now, a few years ago, like I probably wouldn't be thinking about that. A few years ago, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, I need to make it, I need to do this because I need to make more money, more this, more that. But I'm in a much better financial situation, you know, over the last few, because I've really worked on it. Um, you know, in the last few years, I've gone, well, in the last, eight years I've gone from being like completely in debt to owning now what is going to be almost like three pop three and a half properties and mm-hmm. you know and paying off all of my debt and literally having no consumer loan and all of that kind of stuff um, and having money in the bank to actually make to do investments you know um, <laughs> those are the kind of things where like you're like oh I can actually think about making investments now that's crazy um, but yeah, but that was all like a journey. And I think that that, that helps me now think through about op- like options, as I say, like, mm. I really want to do this. Can I be bothered to invest my time this way? Or would I rather like do something else? Um, so yeah, anyway, long, long answer to your question, but do I feel like I'm successful? I, I feel like I am because I have been able to, um, I have been able to set my own goals and I've been able to work toward those goals in a consistent manner. Um, and I, and I'm constantly setting up newer goals for myself, but on my own terms, on terms that work for me. Um, and that, that's what makes me sort of, um, confident. And to a lot of people, those goals might be like really lofty, but to me, they could be very ordinary, but either way, again, as I say, we're not here on the same terms. So I'm trying to live on my own terms, um, in my journey. Awesome. Love that. So, what is your advice for the women who may be confused about the path they should go on? Just try different things. Like, you would never know. You would never, um, you know, I, I say this all the time, that growth happens in the wild. Mm. Happens in safe spaces. Um, so, you need to actually try different things. If you're confused, the only way is experience it. Um, go out and experience it. And when I do um, career coaching and stuff um, with people, I say like, you know, there are so many ways you can explore stuff, you know, so, you know, you know, research things, you know, look online, there's so much information out there. Um, Speak to people, dig in, you know, speak to people, find out about what they're doing, actively make it like a task where you're going to ask people, like almost informational interviews, where you're going out to say, I'm literally looking, I'm thinking about the world of, that's in front of me and I'm trying to figure out what I would want to do. Um, you know, and then, you know, even things like, we're, we, you know, we're in this very capitalist <laughs> mind situation, lifestyle now where everything, everybody wants to get paid, everybody wants to make that money, da, 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 da. but the fact is, if you're, if you have to prioritize learning. You have to prioritize learning. You know, if you're in a place where you're confused about what you want to do, try different things. Volunteer. Give your time. You will figure things out about, like, around what you, what you, um, what fills you with joy. But you mm-hmm. can only do that if you try different things. And you know, sometimes you, you, you know, you, you will try and not get paid. Like you won't, you know, you just have to. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know, 
people, you know, I think prioritize that, that, that element of, of learning and going out there. But I, one thing I also also say is like, you know, really, 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 you know, ask your past and future self. Um, we talk a lot about visualization in our world and we think, you know, again, as I mentioned before, dream, dream, dream. And what's the image of the future that you see? Sometimes vision is scarce. You can be in a place where because of confusion, you can't see what is in front of you. And that's just for sure. But, but a lot of times, actually, the most honest version of ourselves is the person we were at six, at eight before life really happened yeah. um, you know when we had no limitations we had nothing that was telling us you can't you can't do you can't be you can't go um we were the truest version of ourselves and i feel like sometimes rather than visualize i always say like introspect actually go back in spend time going back to like your childlike um those childlike uh things where there was no fear and those, those might actually prefer a lot more answers um, than, you know, trying to create this whole vision of a future, which just, you know, it, it might be even more challenging. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, to my really, really young self, and it's amazing because when I think back to myself, I, I, one thing I, I, lo I loved everything to do with, with um, <laughs> I loved everything to do with admin, like money and administration. I was a very orderly person. Mm. I was the person who counted all the money and clipped it in, you know, in <laughs> groups of, you know, it was just something I did naturally, even without seeing it. So I was very orderly. Um, I was very much into planning and organizing and anything that had to do with money. I was like in there. Um, but I was also, I used to be the person who would stand in front of the class and like teach people and tell mm -hmm. people to stop and do this, which meant, and when I think about that, I think actually... I've always been a natural leader then, yeah. you know, and I, over time they start telling you you're bossy or this, you're that, but no, like even as a child, yeah, I'm bossy, but it's, it's so that we can all have order. We can't all be followers, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think when I introspect, I really start thinking about the, you know, the no holds barred version of myself, the version of myself that is not politically correct, mm. um, you know, and, you know, now, yes, you now, now you, you refine it. We all age. We have to mature our skills and our giftings. We have to mature. It's a, we have a responsibility to do that. But, you know, in terms of discovery, like, honestly, a lot, a lot of times you actually already know, but yeah. we're, we're always afraid to lean in. We're afraid to lean into it because it's not, it's not what is accepted or mm -hmm. expected or all of that kind of stuff. You know, I was talking, I was coaching this girl recently and I, she was talking about her career in financial services, but everything she said had everything to do with social entrepreneurship. Mm. So not even entrepreneurship for money, but like social drive. She had such a massive social drive. Mm. And I was thinking like, this is someone that can really thrive in the third sector yeah. uh, or growing her own, uh, her own initiative. But I think she can thrive really well in the third sector. But she kept on saying she wants to do your wealth management, da 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 And I was just like, everything you said to me, I cannot see it. And even mm -hmm. when I asked like questions around like, okay, so why wealth management or why this area? She really couldn't come up with answers. But the moment we talk about like her journey, she's like, oh, I did this, I did that, I love doing this. I'm like, then girl, lean into like yourself. And yes, you know, doing social entrepreneurship is not, may not be the most well-paid thing. But the truth about it is that your gift will always make room for you. Um, you know, and in this life, right, we actually don't need money. We need provision. And provision is not always money. 
And I think sometimes that's always the key. We're always thinking, I need to make more money. But I'm like, actually, nah. You know, even scripturally, you know, God, coins were not coming in, but provision was being made. Yeah. Not always a penny is being provided, but, you know, the raven will bring the, you know, what it, what it needs to bring. You know, the, ocean, the fish will come out of the ocean, the whatever, you know, it's the provision that is necessary. It's not always the money. Um, and we need to kind of trust that, you know, even if we're not doing the most well-paid thing and we're not, the, you know, the ones that with the dollars and you're not earning a hundred plus K a year, it doesn't mean you're not provided for, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just a very different mindset, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyway, again, I give really long answers. I like talking. I, you, can, you can tell like, this is like a thing. Um, but that would be my advice, you know, try different things, but also like visualize and but introspect go back like you would find answers really deep answers that will come through um but there's nothing like trying there's nothing like trying new new things um mm. to really open up a world that you didn't even know existed there's nothing, nothing more as well and also one of the things as well that um that you were speaking of and really resonate with me it's actually understanding who you are you know mm. what you stand for you know um you know, um, who has God called you to be on this earth and, and actually walking in that path um, as well, really quite strongly. So, um, for example, the lady you were speaking about, her path, as you, you inferred, um, is social entrepreneurship. But actually there's this, um, there's this, what's the called, what's the word that I'm trying to look for? There's this coveting of other things that may look good, um, but actually might not be for you. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, you know, and, you know, being a doctor might be a cool thing, but if I begin to covet that thing, I'm actually walking outside of the purpose, outside of my, um, my remit, outside of, you know, what I'm truly called for. I know what I'm called for is to economically empower people and it's to, it's to bring people out of poverty. So that's my remit. So let me stay there. Um, so for anyone listening, you know, one of the things I would like to say to you, and, and just as Mary has kind of amazingly said throughout the podcast is to really understand who you are understand your remit and and really really put it as priority to learn learn um learn in that so thank you mary um for for coming on board i know that it's you know it's you're so busy um um but um what i what we would like to say is for you to plug your socials so if you want to plug um your socials or anything that you're doing any projects that you're doing you speak about visibility as well and so that people can know where to find you yeah, awesome. Um, we didn't actually spend much time talking about visibility, to be frank. Um, but yeah, so I think you can find the work that we do um, on our website, visibility.com is the best place that has all of the information about the work that we do. And just as a quick summary, um, visibility organization that I run um, is, is one that is working really hard. Like we're kind of we're a social initiative, I guess, advocacy group, but really the work that we're doing is is about improving the, the outcomes for black women in the marketplace through inspiration, coaching, and community. And those are our three core pillars and, you know, inspiration. We have a talk show that we've, you know, we've had for a couple of years now, which unfortunately is on hold in the format that it was in, although we're still having conversations that are, you know, still fulfilling our, our inspiring pillar. Um, well, it's on hold now because of COVID and we can't film. But we're still doing that by having a monthly career conversations and a bunch of different things. And we're planning for next year. And this is an early tip. We're planning for next year 
a black girls day out which is going to be like an inspirational day out for young black girls um, living in the uk between the ages of of 14 and um uh, of 13 and 17 um and it's just a day so that you can just you know see women who are like them who look like them doing so many different diverse things um and we want like at the end of the day for them to really feel inspired feel like you know if she can i can um and also feel very informed around you know what they could potentially be be investing in so to your last question about you know if you're confused about the pathway you're going on you know attending things like that so you can see a diversity of um of stuff would be amazing and then um alongside doing that inspiration piece we do um, a, a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching group coaching we have a, 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 a an online course coming up as well and then the final piece is um is community we're, we're a huge belie believer of just you know growing in community and so we have a tribe group we have a tribe group on telegram um, which has uh, 250 plus women um, on there now and growing every day and we just help each other out we ask the most basic questions about all things career business womanhood um and just you know talk as black women around how we kind of get ahead in the spaces that we're in so definitely check out our website um visibility.com um, on instagram we're at visibility um that's the space that we're you know we're active in we also have a youtube channel visibility but yeah i think most things you'd find either on the website or on instagram so that, that's our space of focus um what else yeah i think that's i think that's it so far if yeah via the website you can join the the tribe group on telegram it is it's free to join it's an open community we do have a partner scheme that's coming up for those who actually want to partner with us to execute some of the amazing things that we want to do in the community for black women um, for black girls and women um, in the community so next year we would be launching a visibility scholarship god willing um, which is going to send a black girl to school and also support black women in business um, through grant giving and so we're, but we're doing that as a community so this has this is not me um, funding and this is actually just me facilitating how we as black women who are already empowered how we all come together to empower others who are just like us so um so yeah definitely watch this space and yeah if you you know definitely come on board contact via the site and yeah we'll take it from there thank you so much mary for coming on um Lauli, what is the work work for this week Work work is pretty simple. I think that um, with all that you've listened to in this episode, it makes sense to actually spend time doing a little bit of thinking. And your work work is to write a letter to your future self. It can be three to five, ten years in the future. And that letter should be a letter of the things that you have learned. So um, you'd be writing to your future self about the things that you would have learnt about that process between now and then. And I, the reason I think that this is a good exercise is because it helps you highlight the things that you yourself know that you want to work on. But it also gives you a challenge and helps you to highlight the things that, you know what, I want to have learnt this by so-and-so time. So that is your work quick. Amazing. There's a tool, there's an app, uh, it's a website, it's called My Future Me or something like that. I think it's futureme.com and you basically you can write a letter to yourself on there and it would email it to you at said date. Um, so it's a very cool, uh, so after you write your letter, you can either leave it in, 
leave, put it on your wall or whatever, or you can send it, use the My Future Me thing. And in, in, four, in five years time, two years time, 10 years time, you would randomly get an email um, and it would send it to you. And hopefully you will be excited when you get it rather than disappointed because you would have done all the things that you said you wanted to do and you would have learned all the things that you said you prioritize learning. So that's a, that's a, a good one to do now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys next in the next episode. Um, so um, if, you, if you're not subscribed, so share this um, with your friends that you think would really, really benefit from this episode. And also, if you want to feature on the Black Disruptor series, and this is something that we're probably going to do for the next month or two. Um, so, you know, you can email admin at neoenterprise.com and we'll be sure to feature you. We're looking for inspiring women in their fields from the corporate spaces all the way to investors, all the way to, to startup um, and entrepreneurs as well, and career women. So have a fantastic day, have a fantastic evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening, and speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.